Hi everybody, this is Norman and Advancing Life Projects with your daily podcast, We Go For It. We're sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring. It's pretty hot today. It's about uh, 6 o'clock in the evening, 36 degrees over here, and I've got a little fan going on in the background, so you might hear a little noise there. Sorry, but it's really hot today, and (laughs) so we're just going to get through it. Hopefully that background noise is not too much of a disturbance. Uh, This is our Good Thought series where, I don't know, I like to share a thought that I would like for the people that I care about. And every day we put out a new thought and then we talk about it a little bit. We we explain what it means to me and, and maybe it might trigger some thoughts and some reactions in you out there. And the thought of the day is May you become an expert at asking better and better questions. When we talk about an expert, it means you're really good at it. It means that you've become proficient and skillful at asking questions. Why is this important? Well, it's common knowledge, at least we've heard it here and there, that the size and the quality of the answer is determined by the size and the quality of the question. So really the starting point for all kinds of advancement and discovery and all that is the the kind of question we're asking ourselves. And when we talk about asking better and better questions, I like to divide, for just for the sake of simplicity, questions into two categories. We've got these constructive questions, what I like to call the constructive questions, and then there's another category of questions which I like to consider as the misleading rhetorical questions. Now I'm going to give you a little story, I'll share a little story with you, just to hopefully it'll it'll give you a good idea as to what I'm talking about. Oh, we got some thunder going on right now, we got a thunderstorm here right now as well, you might, you might have some 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 thunder there, you know, provide a little bit of background mood. Um, About a couple of weeks ago, I had an important appointment with a client and I was, I had arranged for my uh, eldest son to pick up my youngest son from school. My youngest son is eight years old. And as it happens, my eldest son, who is 16, he had had a very long evening with his friends the night before. They had a sleepover. They all stayed up till late, playing games, etc., having a good old time. And he was pretty tired when he got home. And he fell asleep. So here I was, frantically sending messages and calling and trying to get through to him. And I couldn't. And we were getting close to time to pick up my, my, my son, my youngest son. He was supposed to pick him up. And I was I, I was so upset at that moment. And I remember that I started saying to myself, oh, this, why does this always happen? Why, why me? You know, why is this happening to me? It had been a difficult day and this was a cherry on the cake. But you know, I caught myself at that moment. I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. This is not gonna help you and it's not gonna help anybody else. So let me change the questions that I'm asking and let me say, okay, now what can I do to mitigate the damage? Okay. And to make sure that at the end of the day, my son gets picked up. 
Okay, I had received a call from the school. They were waiting. He had been waiting uh, to be picked up, and so my eldest wasn't. He was. He was out of. He was a. He was a wall. He was. You know, uh, absent without leave. He was missing in action. And so what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to start making my way back home. I had to cancel the meeting, but I was really worried about the meetings that were, that I had following that. And I might have, I was, I think, I thought I was going to be in trouble with those as well. So I said, okay, I'm going to, here's my strategy quickly. Um, what I'm going to, what can I do to be more effective? I'm going to continue to try to contact my eldest son as I'm on my way home. So I started to move my way on, you know, to get home. And as I'm on my way home, I'm contacting and contacting and contacting. Finally, he picks up. Daddy, I'm very sorry. I fell asleep. Now I was, of course, very upset. And I let him have it. And I got really angry and all that. Not the best reaction, maybe, but I was upset. But by asking, but rather than being a victim, I thought to myself, okay, what's the, what's the best thing I can do? So continue to call him. Continue to try and get through. Always stay calm, because if you can do that, then the other part of the problem, I had already had a problem because I had to cancel a previous meeting, but I wanted to save the second meeting, the follow-up meeting, the one afterwards, and I did. So before I got too far home, I was able to come back because I, you know, my son just said, yep, no, no, excuse me, I'm really sorry, I'll go pick up our, our, our Edward. So it's a really little example of there was something completely out of my control and I found myself descending into that, why does this always happen to me at the wrong time? Now, that was a poor question. That's what we would call a misleading rhetorical question. It was going to lead me nowhere. So I had to shift, and I made a little shift. This is not a big deal. This happens to people every day, where I had to say, well, okay, what can I do to try and lessen the damage? Because we already, I already had missed that particular appointment that I had. So I, I did that. And I said, well, let me just continue. If I do this, this might help. If I continue to try and contact him calmly, that's all I can do and start making my way home. And, and, it, and it worked. Rather than simply throw my phone aside and cross my arms in anger and, and, and feeling justified in being angry because... I was the victim, I decided to play the constructive person. Say, wait a minute, what can I do constructively? Let's mitigate the damage. And you know, it and I and I succeeded. I succeeded in mitigating the damage. And in the end, things turned out just fine. And my youngest was picked up. I had a heart to heart with my eldest. It was no big deal in the end. And in and in the end, it was no big deal. It really was. And so, but you know, sometimes we get caught up in these things. We have long days, difficult days, days where things are happening. And then we have to make a choice. Am I going to descend into that, 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 how could I say, that maze that, that without any real exit that I call the world of the misleading rhetorical question all it does is pile more negativity over the other and not just negativity i'm not into the negativity and the positivity uselessness 
versus a constructive question that maybe can pull you out of the problem. So I did that, and I think we have, we face these problems all the time. Now, if we're talking about misleading rhetorical questions, I'll give you some examples, because I went through almost all of them in that one, <laughs> in that one two-minute span with my children. Here are some examples. What on earth can I do now? Why does this always happen to me? When will I ever learn? How on earth will I? Here's my favorite. Why am I such a... And here you can insert the most demeaning character you can think of. Why am I such a mouse? Why am I such a wimp? You see, these questions are not begging an answer. All they're doing is reinforcing something that you already believe about yourself. Those questions are useless. They are not constructive. I'm not, as I said before, I'm not talking about you know positive or negative questions. I'm talking about, is it useful? Is it going to help me get to where I want to go? Is it going to be of use to me or not? And those questions are not useful. They're very, very uh, harmful questions because all they, because they're not really questions. They're statements. They're rhetorical questions. There's no answer to that. So, you know, I, I think it's important to be able to stop yourself when you reach that point of, how could I say, where you're descending into that abyss of misleading rhetorical questions and pile on the, pile on the uselessness and all that and start asking yourself a couple of constructive questions. Now, what can I do to reduce the damage? What are my options? What can I do to improve this situation? What can I do? I like the what questions. Some people might push more of the how, how can I get, I, I, I like it as well, but I always find that the what question kind of corners you it puts you in a situation where there's a what, there's a thing. And I, and I like to look at it like that, you know, what can I do? There must be a set of actions that I can take, however small. Sometimes that set of actions is merely putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward and focus on that. I'll tell you another story of mine. When I moved to Switzerland about 20 years ago, I'm, I, I moved to Switzerland as an English teacher. And as an English teacher, I had my qualifications. I'd had already some experience working in, as a teacher. And, and I was pretty good. I was, I was, I was, I was okay. And I, you know, I wanted to stay in the country and create a family with my, with my wife, who is, who is today my wife back then was my, my girlfriend, and I encountered the, the big problem. I didn't have a work permit. I was there looking for work. I had a nice CV. I even had a, a picture made for the CV that was actually quite good. I'm not photogenic at all, but this picture, I mean, I had the guy really work the lighting. It, it looked good, <laughs> and... Uh, I went around to all the different schools in the area with my CV. I knocked on doors, put on my suit and tie. It was the summer. It was 2002, a hot summer. And I 
I went to every school that I could, that I found in the phone book. You know, that was the phone book days. And every time that I went to any school, they would say, well, we really like your profile. We really like, uh, yeah, you're good. You can work for us, but you got to have a permit. And I remember that. And I remember how desperately I wanted to, to stay in the country to be with my wife to start a family. Uh, I knew exactly what I wanted on that side. And I was, it was so important to me. And I, I can remember leaving one particular school where they, once again, I'd been rejected for, I don't know, the 20th time, I guess, or something like that. And I could feel the panic rising. My list was dwindling. And I was, I, I, I walked out of there and I started to panic and I start, and these, and these re misleading rhetorical questions were starting to rise from my gut up until my brain. I'm not sure if they come from the gut, whatever. And you know, what on earth can I do now? How on earth will this happen? How will I get it done? And I start, I, and I, and right there I had, I, I had to stop the the um, the uh, escalation and I said to myself Norman just focus on one step at a time what is the next thing I have to do Norman what is your next step well my next step is right foot left foot right foot left foot you've got another place to visit move ahead what are you going to do you are going to move forward where am I going to find these solutions? The solutions are out there, but you're going to have to go and look for them. And that's what I'm going to do. My next step is my next step. My next step is the next school. And I did it. And, and it was something that, you know, we talk a lot about action, right? And there are two kinds of action. There's physical action and there's thinking. Thinking is an action. Thinking is an action. And... We need to be aware of that. You see, when I was going through that panic moment, not only did I have to physically move forward, action, I had to think of certain things. I had to entertain certain constructive questions. That's another action. So I had to have both of them working for me. And I did it. I focused. I concentrated, I said, no, 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 you know that the answer is out there. What you need to do is to continue to, to, to refine your strategy and continue to move forward. You must understand that. And it worked. It worked in the sense that I, I kept going. I, I was able to eliminate the panic at the moment. And I must say that it, eventually I... I was able to uh, to be legal to get a, my permit and everything. It took me longer than I than I thought originally, and I was severely and sorely tested on many many fronts in order to live my dream. One of my dreams, probably the most important foundation dream of my entire life, and that was to create a family with my wife with that person whom I have chosen and who had chosen me in order to have the kind of family that I had fantasized about. 
So the stakes were very high in my world. And eventually, that way of thinking, that constructive questioning, rather than the rhetorical, the misleading rhetorical question, the constructive questioning paid off in, in dividends and spades, as they say. It just paid off in ways that I could not even have imagined. It took a while, but it did, it did work. Now, sometimes when we are in a situation where we're supposed to do this and ask more constructive questions, we, we might think to ourselves, yeah, but what am I standing on? I don't see it. I don't know how I'm going to make this work because I've been there. I was there. And there was no discernible solution at the moment that I, at that panic moment that I described to you in my story. And I just, in retrospection, I look back and I say, well, what was it that made work? Well, there were two things that I had working for me. And I think that just to talk about uh, tactics or techniques is not so good if you don't have an understanding of the, of the, of the, the underlying basics. I had an understanding of how things work and I had faith. And those two together were my spear and my shield. They enabled me to move forward and to act an understanding of how things work. And the faith protected me from what my eyes were telling me. What my eyes were telling me was not going to happen and I think that the more that we develop our understanding of how things work and I put that in quotes how things work there's a whole library of material that explains how things work and then you have to have faith in that and when you put those two together it provides a platform where you have at least some sense of security that your constructive questions will eventually bear fruit. It worked for me. It's, it's worked for me in every endeavor I've ever undertaken. And I cannot begin to, I can't begin to, I can't, I couldn't speak more highly of how important it is to ask the right questions, the constructive ones, and to move those, those weak, those those weakening, those those energy sapping, misleading rhetorical questions that will lead you nowhere. That's my great thought for all of you out there. The thought being, may you become an expert at asking better and better questions, because it will add immeasurably to the good in your life. Thank you very much for your time. I look forward to speaking with all of you again tomorrow and may you enjoy a great day, a great evening, a great afternoon in whichever time zone you are currently blessing with your presence. Thank you.